Hi, and welcome to Mind the Millennial Gap. My name is Chris, and I'm an elder millennial. And my name is Jillian, and I'm a younger millennial. And together, we discuss topics from our viewpoints across the different ends of millennialism. And we are so happy to have you here with us. Hey, Jude. <gasps> hey, Chris. How are you? <laughs> the, why does that not get old? <laughs> the gasp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hi. <laughs> I'm doing really good, Jeej. How are you? So good. It's so good. What's, make, the dream. what's making it so good these days? Um, I feel like I have a lot of more energy in my life. I just feel like motivated and good. Um, yeah, kind of piggybacking off of our resolutions conversation last week. Um, I've told you all about a little running goal. We are now nine days into the new year, eight days into the new year, and I have um, so far kept to it. So that, I feel like that's great. Just feeling energized and good and ready to go. Wow, that's wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm good. A little overworked this week, but made it to the weekend. We I guess they're trying to wait until Monday, right? <laughs> wait until <laughs> Sitting Monday. in those Sunday scaries. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That is, that's not a fun place to be. And unfortunately, I think it's something that we kind of feel more and more of. It's a real place. Like, it is a real place. By no means uh, do I suffer alone. <laughs> no, there's a whole podcast devoted to it. Shout out to a fellow podcaster. It's a podcast called The Sunday Scaries by Will DeFries. It is quite lovely and quite calming if you need something to listen to on like a Sunday evening to wind down. I, I, yeah, I won't go into details. I just need more time. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's hoping that um, this week is a little bit smoother for you. But this is so much more fun. I love podcasting this with you. This is such a good time. Such a great time. Hey, Chris, what was the most millennial thing that happened to you this week? Um, Like I mentioned, work was pretty consuming for me this week. But when I was thinking about how to answer this question, um, Jillian's birthday is in the very near vicinity of this month. And so I was uh, booking some celebration items. And instead of booking like the nicest place I could find, Jillian has slowly, slowly... like taught me how to just look for a vibe and I booked a place that was just significantly more vibey than the expensive place for us to go stay at. I am so excited. The pictures you showed me, it is an absolute and complete vibe. You are exactly right. So maybe that was the younger millennial thing that I did this week. (laughs) We love it. And for all of those uh, on on Twitch or if I ever get the videos up, Look at Jillian's new glasses. Oh, yes, I did get new glasses. They're this was wonderful. Maybe the most millennial thing that happened to me this week so? was I got new prescription blue light blocking glasses <laughs> so I can go to bed at a reasonable time and still use my phone <laughs> and protect my eyeballs. <laughs> oh, I've never felt more like an old lady than I do wearing these so much this week. <laughs> now I like your glasses a lot. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> What are we doing today? Awesome. So we have a topic that actually um, you suggested, Chris. That Just in the general pool and backlog of our ideas? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm super excited for this today. Today we're going to talk about the rise of influencers. Nice. Yeah. I like this topic. It's going to be fun. Chris, tell me, like, what what is your current thought about influencers? Oh, gosh, we could probably make a miniseries if I sit on this too long. Um, (laughs) I think we've always had some, like, 
influence mm-hmm. on us as Americans, as uh, consumption is a large part of like the economy in our society. But what's interesting to me about how we understand the word influencers is that it's no longer like ad agencies. It's mm-hmm. no longer like big dollar, this, that, and the other. Um, again, answer to most of our millennial like conversations is the internet changed a lot of things. Yeah. And so with the advent of the internet and more importantly, the advent of social media, the ability to have someone not have to learn uh, HTML or any of like the website languages to make a website. You can right. just like let them type on a website. Yeah. I think that's where this whole, as we know it today, in my opinion, as we know it today, influencers really like got a voice and, and a platform that potentially yeah. they couldn't get into before. Yes. And so long story long, um, <laughs> I think there are some very good people that, uh, that understand what influencing is and understand the intricacies and science of it all. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people who try and I congratulate those people who are successful with it. And then I think a lot of people are just giving you just a lot of uh, non-genuine yeah. FaceTime in order yes. to just sit there and pedal to a group that they've been able to collect over time. Absolutely. No, that's very beautiful. And as we were kind of briefly talking about this, was that today? Maybe it's today. Um, uh, We've been on and off on this topic for like the last two weeks. We have. You made a very interesting observation about maybe in your mind what the advent of the influencer is. Would you care to share? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I think there's always been a concept of celebrity. Um, I didn't live uh, in the pre-television days, but I think what's been shown to me through depictions and movies and things like that are that there there was celebrity or some concept of um, character that would uh, do advertising or ad spots on the radio and items like that. But what like really to me with the modern like solo per- solopreneur, I think is the word I saw Ooh, just the other day. Interesting. You know the 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 person that doesn't have partnerships and agree and like agreements and like teams of people and things like that. Yes. Um, it, in, in my mind, it goes back to the uh, Tupperware party days mm-hmm. and the Mary Kays. Yes. Um, a lot of the MLM yeah. structure of, of that nature where it's how big of a friend group do you have before your friend group it became digitized in, in the web space, right? Right, right. And so I really think that those people, um, shoot, the the... Whether you like Lulu Row or not, uh, that lady, if you look at her origin, she was selling uh, skirts long, long before she had that clothing line of controversy uh, in that company there. And it was just, how many people could you gather? How many people could you convince in some nature to come and sit and listen to a pitch? And then you you potentially didn't make those products, but you were peddling those products, right? Right. And that's where, like... Modern influencer comes to mind. Solopreneur influencer comes to mind for me. That is so fascinating. I I took that and tried to like find research around it, and I mm-hmm. couldn't find a single thing that like kind of tied it to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because we're talking like word of mouth versus digital um, mm-hmm. influencing there, but it is. A, I thought like. Of course, that's where influencers came from. Even before we had these platforms like 
TikTok, like um, Instagram, anything like that, you always had that kind of friend in your group that was like on to the coolest things and had their like pulse on the um, like or their finger on the pulse of what's cool, where to find the cool things, what's coming next, where to eat the good food. Um, And those, I feel like, were also the original influencers, maybe just on a little bit of a micro scale and not so dedicated to a certain like topic yeah or product line or something like that yeah Yeah, i fully agree there are those people maybe they're just a little bit more life experienced um maybe more traveled i don't know what it is where you're always like hey i'm in this town they're like go down second street there go see tom right and you're just like how do you know all of this stuff some people just have like impeccable taste too and we love that for them and i am grateful to those friends of my life that share their cool like finds with me yeah very fun. Okay, Chris, what was the last thing you were influenced by? I'm very curious. My, um, I'm not very forthright with yeah. the algorithms. I don't give it very much on my social media. And so the minute I look at something or I click on something, mm-hmm. the algorithm goes haywire. It was like, yes. oh my gosh, we finally have an input. We can sit there and uh, <laughs> take this input and target Adam on these things now, right? Right. Um, I think the last thing that I actually actioned, and I'm, I'm very proud of this. I've, I've had this product off and on for a while. Uh, there is a gentleman who goes by the name of Julian Smith. He's a fitness influencer, and he's not necessarily mainstream, but he has one of the toughest, grueling, well-structured workouts um, that is a new workout daily, and it's the most affordable, like, highest quality workout there yeah. is. And so for six bucks a month, this, I, I, this is not me <laughs> influencing. This is me, like, singing its praises, right? Yes, yeah. For six bucks a month, this guy puts a really tough workout together daily for you. There are no repeats. It is just literally his program that he runs himself and it's wonderful and it's on an app and it's beautiful. So yeah, I'd like to think that I'm like, Oh, I can avoid all of that influence. I can avoid everything, but no, it's starting to creep in on me. I, I action every once in a while. Even you, I feel like even, even beyond that, like, right. We, we tend to think of influencers in terms of like ad or revenue, especially when they're sponsored by a brand. Mm-hmm. But influence kind of goes beyond that into like, there's a lot of lifestyle influencers there's a lot of um, like fitness, like you were saying, Julian Smith, influencers, travel influencers, food influencers, where maybe like, yes, I'm sure some of their revenue does come from either their own products like Julian Smith or um, from like partnering with a brand to kind of get their word out there. It's, it's really interesting how the world is monetized in the digital age to mm-hmm. me, right? Because yeah. the travel influencer to me is just like you. Are, are, are you a travel agent? Like that, that would be yeah. like my original thought, but it's no, I have built a following organically, inorganically, all methods, but I have a very good following and it's engaged. You know, they can sit there yeah. and show off metrics yeah. and people are willing to pay these people to get in front of their effectively. What is their channel for? I don't know a different term. Right. But when it comes down to it, they're like, yeah, you can come stay at our hotel We'll comp you. Yeah. We want this many bites of, um, I don't know, content made Mm -hmm. and uh, these things. And then we'll just have an agreement. So it's almost like getting an advertisement from a non like big box advertiser. Exactly. And someone that can like reach kind of untold other people that have the same niche interest at them. They're not just kind of throwing a 
big net out there with big holes in it. They're throwing like a smaller net with much smaller holes in it and targeting the the fish they want. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, (laughs) and I feel like TV doesn't capture our generation or Gen Z nearly as much as previous generations. Yeah. So like TV commercials, I think are just (laughs) not necessarily reaching as many consumers anymore. I know we're in the gym. Yep. In the morning, I look up and there's like, it's just morning TV. We're in the gym, like a lo- we're not the earliest people in the gym, but we're not nearly the latest people. And it's just like morning TV. It's barely getting to like all of the like morning talk shows, and it's like colonial pen like commercials or like <laughs> diabetes commercials or things like that. And it's like, man, they know who watches TV in the morning because it's definitely not us. It's definitely not us. And even like we stream, we don't have cable. We just stream everything. Um, and I don't pay for extra, like no ad Hulu. <laughs> and I think that's the only time we see commercials, right? Via kind of a traditional media consumption, even with listening. I know you listen to the radio a little bit more than I do. Yeah. I think YouTube, depending on oh, how, YouTube. how you consume yep. YouTube, you'll get exposed to some, um, ad content there. Yeah. But that was one of the things that like stopped me from wanting to be on Instagram was, um, I just felt like everything was an ad, whether it was like a paid promotion from someone that I was following or it was someone who was using their content in a way that felt inauthentic. And I didn't feel like I was like growing or like enjoying my time on there very much. So it is very interesting to kind of see these new mediums of um, telling us how to be consumers come come in. Because um, that's really what it boils down to. At the end of the day, everyone is trying to sell you something or trying to get you... Um, or trying to sell themselves in a way that other people or companies will want to interact with them and pay them. So all a cycle. Very interesting. Thank you for indulging on that little um, that little rant there. Um, today we are going to be talking um, about the rise of the digital influencer. The topics we're going to be talking about are taken from two Forbes articles, one called The Rise of the Digital Influencer Marketing and the Importance of Intuition, and the second one is called, um, I'm so sorry, it's just called (laughs) Predictions, it's something about predictions, Uh, The Rise of the Influencer, Predictions for the Way They'll Change the World. Both of these are Forbes articles um, that I found very interesting. So Chris, how many people do you think would consider themselves to be an influencer in the world? Oh, in the world? In the world. Let's see, we're what, six, seven billion people in the world? Um, I don't know, I'd I'd venture a guess it's like single digit millions across the world. Close. It's fifty million. Fifty million. Fifty million. A little people. more than I thought. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't giving enough credit to everyone there. And um, yes, so fifty million people consider themselves to be influencers, or kind of a new word for it, creators, like content creators across mm-hmm. the world. Investments into this space. Do you want to guess in last year, in twenty twenty one, how much investment was made into the space? Oh, there's got to oh, be. Two years ago. I, I would venture to guess it's over a billion dollars. Yes, five billion. Yeah. Yeah. And um the creator market size is estimated to be around 104 billion and this is almost doubled year over year since 2016, which I thought was like endlessly fascinating. I think I remember in like 2018 
maybe 2017 as um, there were more and more influencers kind of becoming big um, that people were saying like, oh, well, this is not going to last. This is like a fad. This is something that is like going to turn around. And really, that's kind of what we had seen. Um, the the start of influence, we all had YouTube, right? So we mm-hmm. had YouTube in the early 2010s, aughts, I think is what they're called. Okay, Tens? that works. I don't know. Um, there was this cutie little platform called Vine. Christopher, <laughs> do you know Vine? I I know of Vine. No. I think it hit me in a time of life that I didn't consume it mm. hardly at all. Or okay. I showed up like very, very, very late Okay. To, to Vine and it was like on the decline and something had been replacing it, right? Okay. To those of you hearing jingling, that is Podcat. She's out and about. She cannot be tamed. <laughs> um she yes so vine vine was there kind of around there it was quick like seconds seconds of videos um and people started like creators started to gain popularity on there it eventually um was dissolved in around 2016 it just had a hard time monetizing um and so those creators kind of went to youtube they went to instagram um, and they, but there was a taste for it already. Like brands started wanting to work with people to say, Hey, people follow you. And this is how the, our, the generations that we're targeting seem to be consuming media rather than TV. Like you were talking about. Yeah. So like, what if you just like slip something in there for us and we'll pay you. So that's what, when we got talking about this, I was like, I think there's influencers and there are personalities that Mm -hmm. sell right are the two different things that come to mind because there's a handful of people i watch on youtube i don't follow people as closely Mm -hmm. as i once did but every once in a while you can tell it's like ah i gotta take some ads i gotta take some ad space so i can make a little bit more revenue and they'll pause for maybe merch Mm -hmm. that they're selling themselves or some arrangement of like affiliate marketing or something like that but you don't see them marketing to you right. every single content like uh, release of something yeah. versus someone that's like, oh my gosh, I was on Amazon again today. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, no, that is, it, it. I think that's where the magic is, is, and we actually have the numbers to back it up. I don't know why I just switched. <laughs> I'm having technical difficulties today. Mercury is in retrograde and that is 1000% what I'm blaming on this. But at least Jillian can see her phone now. And at least I can see my phone is not damaging my eyes <laughs> <laughs> because of the blue light. Uh, okay. So there's actually the numbers there to like back that. Um, out of the millennials, hello millennials, 18% said that they would rather... Um, be marketed to by someone by like someone who's considered an influencer rather than a celebrity. They trusted that more. I don't know. I think there's, I think there's a sweet spot there. I've seen some, um, Oh, it's 12%. Excuse me. 12%. Okay. So I do agree, especially with the, um, debacles of cryptocurrency and some of those things now mm-hmm. that have been happening that were celebrity endorsed and these yeah. folks were like no no I just got paid to say something like yes. I, I wasn't associated with the stilling of billions of dollars yeah. right that is going down there um, but I don't think that we can sit there and say one is 
better than the other, in my opinion. I don't think it's better. I don't think that's the measure they're going for. They're just saying like they they trust their recommendations Interesting. more than they would a celebrity, which I totally agree. Like Jennifer Aniston, beautiful, lovely, gorgeous. Does she look like that because she drinks smart water? Absolutely no. not. Like you cannot convince me. And that's how... <laughs> Ads have been targeted for I years. See. Look like me. I missed the bo- I missed the mark completely. No, that makes good. a lot of sense now. Yeah, I think I think with content creators, it takes their ability to actually go make that content. Yeah, yeah. And eighty eight percent of Gen Z and millennials assert that authenticity and genuine interest are like the desirable qualities for an influencer, and what makes them like stick around for it. What do you think about that? I think for someone who's reluctant to take uh, like yeah. most or any influence to action, I don't know if I'm the person to ask there. But yeah. like the few times where I'm like, "Oh man, y'all got me." That is mm-hmm. that I'm gonna look at that more. Like sometimes yeah. we can get you can get me all the way to maybe not the shopping cart, but I'm like, "This is cool. I've never heard of this yeah. before. I've never yeah. seen this before." It definitely gets me to some level of action, right? Yeah. No, I definitely agree, and it, it really has to do, I think, with delivery and personality. Like think of. Good Boy Noah. Um, for those of you who do not know Good Boy Noah, please go look him up. He is this absolutely delightful character that sings to a cheetah puppet. Um, just funny things about cooking most of the time, but he does have it's, sponsored it's, ads. Yeah, it's R&B cooking. It's fabulous. It's so good. And like he has his own, he has his own kind of merch and stuff that he sells now, um, his own hot sauce. Um, but That's right. He, yeah. I, guess I, I guess I remember when I was watching, because I was fed him. Definitely when the algorithm had picked him up hard and I was like, wow, he's got a lot of views. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, not a handful of weeks later after I like subscribed to his channel, it was like, oh my gosh, he's got, you know, uh, an agreement with like crack and rum yeah. and he's got his own hot sauce. He's got merch and I was celebrating him because he's like the small guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, get that money, buddy. And it still feels very authentic, right? Because he's, mm-hmm. it's delivery. It's because like he built up a person, like a personality that you trust and you you're like oh good boy Noah would never do me wrong (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure given the right circumstance he would do anything (laughs) wrong but I think um I think that from for me I'll speak for myself only there is a breaking point for me where it's like ah you've been doing this too long that I that I gotta put my guard up around you Exactly, exactly. When it, like like we were just saying, 88% of Gen Z millennials like need that, um, like, that trust and that genuineness in order to, um, like, like an influencer. I absolutely do that. And there is a point where people make this their jobs and they're just maybe not super talented at it. Like, I've, um, I've used to follow someone who would, um, she would ask for Amazon links, and then she would put them in her own Amazon storefront. She would say, what product has changed your life? She would crowdsource it yes. from her Following. followers, yep. just to be very clear. Yes, put it on an Amazon link, and then, or put it on her Amazon storefront. Stop it, podcast. And um, then she would, like, she was making dollars off of that. And the way Amazon works, like, it saves your cookies, too. So if you go and buy anything from Amazon in the next little bit, like, those cookies are still there. And she's getting some of your profits. And I was like, you don't even, you haven't even tried these things. This could be, like, someone joking with you. This could be, or it could be someone who genuinely loves this product and wants to get it out there. And they're just never going to see the benefits of it. But you are. Um, so things like that, like, 
Absolutely. It makes you kind of lose trust in influencers on a grander scale. Yeah. The more little, those practices become. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Well, I see certain people and they get um, some partnerships yeah. and I'm just like, but, but, but what value, what value is yeah. this anymore? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you're just, you've turned into a commercial rather than some friend that we didn't know we were friends. Exactly. At, at, at maybe the like highest level of people like get together on social media, right? Yes. Yes. And companies are starting to see this and starting to, um, it's very interesting to watch brands like pull out of influencer deals, brands like switch gears away from, um, influencers that are no longer found like to be genuine or desirable or have as much engagement. Um, and the author of the rise of the influencer predictions for the way they'll change their word, Mr. Joe, um, had a few things to say about that. So he is the C founder of CEO of the digital and social innovation group, viral nation. Um, and viral nation focuses on, um, influencer marketing, like specifically, and um, not just like big influencers, not just names you'd recognize, but like micro influencers as well, which is defined as um, individuals with less than a thousand followings. And the nano influencers are even smaller than that. I was going to say, I, one, I, one, I don't think we're an influencer. We're just, a, <laughs> we're just two people talking. We're just chatting. <laughs> two, I want to know what's less than nano. It's like, you just don't exist. You're just, you're just a person, <laughs> just a person. Um, so when asked, like, what, what do you think? is going to happen to the influencer market. Um, he had a handful of things to say. And the first one was, um, social influencing is going to be the new bachelor's degree. There is going to be degrees for this mm -hmm. in college, similar to marketing is, um, and he said specifically whether an aspiring petition, politician, singer, marketer, realtor, or small business owner, the ability to build a social brand will determine whether, Many are positioned to succeed in their careers. Um, so I thought that was super interesting that that is going to become something that people build trust on, will want to buy your brand based on, whether your brand is you as a person, whether your brand is you as um, a contributor, or mm -hmm. whether your brand is you as like a, an actual brand, like a tangible product brand. Yeah. Um, now, m marketing's fascinating to me it's it's a place that i haven't lived in um very often in my career but like looking at the science of it all it's a social experiment every campaign yeah, yeah. it's 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 how many people got got to see this was that the right method to get it in front of them right. of the people that saw it did anyone want to do anything else besides just see it did they see the whole thing right yes I won't bore people. I love the math of all of that stuff. I like the measurements <laughs> of it all. I, it's fascinating to me. And then the concept of can you SEO yourself or can mm -hmm. you get yourself the right amount of click volume, like volume, whatever it is, yeah. so that the algorithm just keeps serving you up to people that are well without of your like knowledge or crowd, right? Right. That's right. definitely going to be a degree at some point and marketing is going to change to a little bit more theory. And then the applications got to be digital marketing. That's going to be fascinating. Absolutely fascinating to watch it unfold. Um, Chris, how familiar are you with live streaming? Uh, I understand it as a concept. Um, I know there's a handful of p platforms yeah. that are popular for the live streaming. And then 
uh, I think when people think live streaming, gaming mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. comes to mind if if not first or second. Yeah. And so there are a handful of just pretty known, like low key um, in the mainstream celebrities, like uh, Ninja uh, was a Twitch streamer that. Um, just rose to fame over like a course of just a handful of years okay. for uh, being a Fortnite, just okay. just winning Fortnite a bunch of times, and like just that alone, that money changed the trajectory of his life, right? That's wild, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you were exactly right. Live streaming, something like Twitch is a really popular one for live streaming. Um, live streaming you can also do on Instagram. There's Instagram Live and TikTok. Uh, TikTok and I believe YouTube also has a live stream function. You're right. I forget some of these platforms. You have to actually qualify to be able to use the live stream function. And some of it just comes with once you're registered. But that is um, a way people are uh, using their influence as well, kind of building a community. Um, we, yes, building a community. Um, there is a absolute wonderful Twitch streamer named Acefer that we recommend out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, should you be inclined? Very fun gamer. Um, it yes. <laughs> there's but there's also um I don't know if you've ever caught on TikTok. <laughs> there are um it's it's I've only ever seen them. Um, happening in China, and I've only ever seen them with rocks, but they actually call it out in here. They said, in China, for instance, live streaming commerce was a $300 billion market last year. Is this the lady that is like Stooping in her rocks, rocks polisher yes. Yes. in front of it? I've, yes. She's been served up to me before. Yeah, there's several of them, which is like so fascinating. So you can buy like scoops of rock, but essentially you're watching the process happen. Um, there's also a lady that I follow. I wish I could remember her name that does like glitter tumblers online and she like picks someone from her audience that hops on the live stream and they get a free glitter tumbler and she messages back and forth with them on like what colors do they want all of these things very cool but everyone else kind of like joins to either like see oh am I going to be chosen or like sees these beautiful works of art and is like yeah I'm going to go get me a glitter tumbler I want to buy something from her marketplace um think about how um I don't know I won't speak for everyone on this but do you remember? Uh, was that a Discovery Show or it was on? It was on cable and was uh, how things are made. No, was the show? And it's essentially a show that like it goes to the Cran Factory, right? And it sits there and shows the the like start to stop. Mm. Uh, how like crayons are made in a crayon factory he's the word he's saying everyone <laughs> is crayon it is like what you draw with not a crown and not a crayon berry <laughs> which is what i thought i was like the crayon like crayon apple <laughs> ocean spray factory thank you Jill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> god bless southern men so gorgeous <laughs> but i think a, a lot of us are fascinated by seeing maybe how like products are made and at any age, like I could see how I could be drawn into that where I'm like, oh, yeah, how are you making this particular product? I'd love to see that. Um, I often I don't think it I don't know if it exists anymore, but back in Nashville, uh, the Opryland, mm-hmm. like big outlet mall before it got all flooded and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the Gibson Guitar Store was there mm. and they had they had a full guitar technician who sat in like a, a fish bowl area at the front of the store and you watch him just making a guitar i would sit there and just watch i thought it was fascinating yeah 
So to watch how something was being made, you think would more influence you to purchase it or to be interested in it? I think it would capture my attention. I don't know yeah. how what thing was marketed to me and how I would engage with that. Yeah. But I am fascinated watching people just do stuff live. I think it's really interesting. It is really interesting. You are exactly right. Um, so the article notes that this is um, this is mostly in China still, but it's only a matter of time, they're predicting, until the trend catches on into the West and um, more people like realize the potential in building streams like that, which I think is very, very, very interesting. Um Alrighty, so the last kind of prediction that this that this fellow had was that all companies are going to have an influencer strategy, which is fascinating. Um, one of the companies you and I worked at had one kind of early on in the influencer days. It was about 2017 when they kicked it off. Um, Wasn't that influencer influence well an influencer well before they hired her on full time? No, they had influencers outside of the main influencer. Oh, okay. Yeah. They had yeah. a corporate in-house influencer. They did. They did. It was very cool. Um, yes. And so she was an influencer before she was an in-house influencer, but they also partnered with um, a lot of different influencers in for, for important like product launches or marketing campaigns that they wanted to get out there. Um, but even even now, they're kind of um, companies are changing their strategy a little bit. Walmart, of all people, has a program called Spotlight, and it um, it aims to turn its own employees into like small scale influencers on platforms like TikTok, TikTok to advocate for in behalf as a business. So they're not under like the Walmart account; they are under their own accounts, and Walmart is helping like train and support and pay them to advocate for Walmart. I hope it's advantageous to those folks because I know Walmart in the past, I don't know if currently, uh, has been blamed for taking advantage of the employee. Absolutely. Not, not a huge Walmart fan over here. I hope it is it advantageous. Is, hopefully it is. Hopefully this is them changing their ways and um, giving back a little bit more. But very interesting as a concept, right? Saying, hey, you're not coming to us affiliated under Walmart. You are kind of like our friend. And it, it helps. Um, their hope is that it'll... Um, help audiences and customers kind of build a level of trust with them that they might not have if someone um, was viewing something from like a corporate account, right? Yeah. Where it was very easy, easy to see what the intention was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it comes across a lot differently too. Yeah. Like yeah. For, for me, getting a high quality, like a TV commercial is what I consider like a high quality or mm-hmm. like high production mm-hmm. value thing. Like, a lot of us glaze over like um, now, ever since they've made announcements on certain airlines, just the commercial in the back of like the TV seat. It's like, this is a commercial. I know how to tune this out. We've been doing this. We've been training ourselves as human beings for decades yeah. to like push this aside and wait for something engaging to come back. And so when we get someone that's not as maybe polished or high production value, um, it's interesting. It feels a little more authentic. It feels like it's just like your friend. Yeah. But yeah. to your point, you kind of have to like suss some folks out and like get get the feel of are you are you out here to create value or are you out here just to get a code in front of everyone? Exactly. Exactly. And as one of my favorite influencers. Kate Kennedy of the Be There in Five podcast says, like, don't deny me my livelihood when they have to do ads, right? When that is part of their thing. Um, But you would hope that people would engage authentically 
and only with like products or businesses that they supported. So it didn't feel like Jennifer Aniston coming at you with smart water. And you're like, there's just, there's just no way, just no way that this is actually like what got you to where you are. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more like, Hey, I tried this thing and I like it. And I think, I think you would too. Yeah. Like we, we're the, the tiniest, tiniest podcast that has ever existed. Or I bet you we're in a large pool of people. How's that? <laughs> Um, I often think about this. Like, I, I have aspirations of this being something cool someday, and I'm always like... It's uh, already very cool, Christopher. Okay. You and me talking, it's very fun. This is very, very cool, and I'm very appreciative of everyone. I'm, I often think about what this potentially can become, is how I'll say that. Okay. And it's like, does advertising become something? And, like, what level of advertising? Mm-hmm. Because I'm that person that's like... Don't advertise to me, but to Kate Kennedy's point from the podcast, it's like I'm I am creating value, and I I, I do kind of make a living off of this, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's got to be some healthy balance somewhere. Yeah, where you feel like you can trust the person, and you're not being like sold to. But if you are being sold to, and you're aware that you're being sold to, I think that's important too. That you're aware of what's an ad versus what is like authentically organically mm-hmm. created content um that you that you have trust in that person that whatever they're recommending like to their in their best um judgment yeah is a good product yeah or service or travel or whatever yeah there right? is a fine line of losing yourself yeah. when you figure out the ability to like digital market it's been my experience of watching over the years. Yeah. It's like some people are great at it and mm-hmm. they can stay in that level. Yeah. And then other folks kind of step past the level and it just kind of loses their their yeah. their original brand of what you liked about them, right? Yep, yep. No, definitely. Very interesting. Well, so any- I have a question for you, for yeah. all of those people who made it to the very end of this. Yes. If you could influence anything, Jillian, oh. what would you be influencing okay is this what i would be influencing or what i feel most like qualified to influence Uh, we will take both answers please i think i feel most qualified to influence blankets um i am obsessed with blankets and have so many of them and definitely have like my very favorites and could tell you why they're my favorites and why you need them and like what they're good for so i think i would be a really good like cozy blanket influencer (laughs) How about you, Christopher? We need to see if that niche exists. <laughs> Cozy time with Jeej. Yeah. You can uh, you can have different uh, levels of cozy time with Jeej is what that sounded like, <laughs> depending on what platform you post yeah. stuff on. <laughs> what tier would you like to join? <laughs> yeah. Which paywall are you going to get yes. behind? <laughs> um, what do I feel most qualified to yeah. influence? Jeez. Um I don't know. Like, uh, I think of like my hobbies. I think of those, those those things are for me to enjoy. Like, I haven't really perfected anything uh, necessarily. I do have way too many kitchen gadgets. You would be. I could literally be the America's Test Kitchen of Utah. (laughs) I love it. Incredible. You'd be a very good food influencer. Be a food influencer. Is that what you think? Like a cooking food influencer. Just gadgets. The gadgets. Yeah. Just the gadget guy. I get two minutes in the entire show. <laughs> yeah, we banged on this one and this one, and this is the one that didn't bang as much. You can... <laughs> I 
will never forget, Christopher, um, when you were buying the current pan we use upstairs, how much time you spent researching and figuring out exactly what was the best pan for your needs. Yeah. I really do think like you would be a very authentic influencer because you do care a lot about the end product and are willing to put in like the time and effort to making sure that your purchase is like valuable. I'm just very lazy, and if my eggs stick to my pan, I'm not having a good day. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it really comes down to. I have been known in my past to be cooking eggs and have the eggs sticking to a pan, walking it straight to the garbage can without like remorse or anything, and probably shouldn't be throwing a hot pan in the garbage can, but just being so frustrated, I'm just like, I'm done. Throw that away. I'm getting a new pan today. Wild, wild story. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, at the end of the day, I will put a, uh, dis- a disclaimer out there for everyone. By no means are we saying influencing is a wrong thing. No. Can, do you want to share your actually, favorite influencer? Like anyone who comes to mind? Um, a lot of mine started ar- around fitness yeah. um, way back when, when I was trying to work out and didn't have a lot of money. Um, yeah. Bodybuilding.com used to be a lot different site than it is today, and they really started latching on to the personality mm-hmm. of uh, certain people as the influencer like rise was coming into it. Yeah. And they all kind of had their different brand of workouts, and it wasn't behind a firewall. I'm sorry, it wasn't behind a paywall, and so it was just there. And like yeah. I got to digitally meet a mm-hmm. lot of people from the content they put out associated with their workouts and things like that, yeah. right? And so I really like... Uh, those types of influencers, I've held on to a handful of those. Um, I would say I get a lot more targeted ads than I do consistent uh, influencers mm. as it's fed to me. How about you? I think I already mentioned my favorite. It's Kate Kennedy, Be There in Five podcast. Um, I can always expect like authentic, real everything from her, which is very nice. Um, Good Boy Noah is one of my favorites. Like, I do not mind ads. I will will probably buy whatever that man sells. It's wonderful. It's a good time. I'm going to get you a cheetah t-shirt and some hot sauce then. Please do. But my ultimate favorite influencer is, we'll link, I can't remember his full handle, so we'll link it in the show notes. Um, But his name is Keith, and he does food reviews on TikTok for restaurants and he does not get paid to do this. He buys the food with his own money. Um, he has like recently had people reach out to him saying like, hey, this restaurant I own or that I work at or that I love is like struggling right now. And he goes in and he gives very honest reviews on like... I've seen this recently. It's amazing on like, is it bad service? Is it bad marketing? Is it bad food? The reason that they're struggling. And the way he has revitalized so many restaurants that were just struggling is beautiful. And he delivers it with like authenticity and and it's very nice like not everything gets a high score right um but you know like you can absolutely trust them but it's not like an over dramatized tv show like bar rescue or i think gordon ramsay's had at least 10 different (laughs) like restaurant adjacent rescue shows where he comes in very blustery and then he's hugging people at the end and tell them that they're going to be fine just stop cooking shit food (laughs) <laughs> no, Keith is just a very nice man that sits on a Paw Patrol seat and just brings like brings joy. Just brings joy. <laughs> it's wonderful. So yeah, those are the favorites. Yeah. Influencing is not bad for sure. No, not bad at all. Um, I fully support anyone who's going about it. I would say for whatever side of the table you sit on, look for authenticity. Yeah. Look for genuineness. 
Don't be afraid to support people. Yeah. I think everyone's out there trying to to make their way. And whatever way that is for them might be this instead of a nine to five or this exactly. in addition to a nine to five. It's awesome. And so, yeah, go out and do it. The Internet has definitely reduced a lot of barriers to entry mm-hmm. to a lot of different things in our life. And we should definitely use the Internet to our utmost advantage. Absolutely. And we support you. We cheer you on whatever you're doing. Yeah, um, tag us. We'd love to help. We would absolutely love to help. If you also, if you're an influencer and have any like good gossip, please let us know would love the inside scoop on what being an influencer is like tell us your like craziest stories with brands tell us the crazy things that's happened to you as an influencer we would love to hear it wonderful anything else to wrap us up jeech that's it this was a great episode thanks Thanks. for putting it together (laughs) thanks for hanging absolutely so well i guess we'll be back next week yeah we'll be back next week all right see y'all bye bye